Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome back to Twin Cities by Night and our third story arc, Dread. Dread is set in the Twin Cities of Minnesota, Minneapolis, and St. Paul in the hot and humid summer of 2011. Join us again and continue to follow the journey of Katow, played by Quinn, and William, played by Slavic, as they continue to traverse the dark society held within the Twin Cities. They will be joined by three new kindred, Warren, a Tremere, played by Adam, Valentine, a Nosferatu, played by Alex, and Lenny, a Nosferatu, played by Andrew. The quarter will find themselves joined together by a sense of dread. If you would like to contact us, you can follow us on Twitter at twin underscore cities underscore VTM or Facebook at Twin Cities by Night. We hope you enjoy. So Lenny, you just got done talking to Katow and William and you see Katow and William driving off in their Beamer. You assume heading over to the Putineska house because that's what they mentioned. You're left there standing on your own at this park. Uh, what's going on in your head at the moment? Um, He's, uh, well, I mean, we covered this last session. You know, he's feeling like, oh, yeah, you know, I can do this. You know, he's really, he's really feeling proud of himself, but also a little overwhelmed at the same time. Yeah, I would think that almost too. Like, this is like, like almost like the first time where Lenny has cultivated information and then has given it to someone and seen it cause an action. Does that make sense? You know, like you got this information through your own instincts and through your own means. You gave this information to, Katow and William in a, in a trading of information. And then you, now you see them going off and they're acting on the information, you know? So what well, does that, is that like a sense of accomplishment of sorts? Yeah. But now he's focused on, you know, what he's doing next. You know, he's, uh, he's not going to dwell on it. He did. He got his little moment of like, all right, pride. But now he's pulling out his phone and dialing up that cabbie from the other day. The one who gave him his number is like, Hey, if you need me, you know, yeah, this is Mikey. I'm going to, let's see, I'm going to say to him, you know, hey, you gave me your number to give you a call. Uh, I need a ride. You, uh, you can come pick me up at, uh, you know, what the, uh, I don't know what the park's address is, but, you know, I'd say that off to him. Yeah, hey, yeah, definitely. Where are you, where are you heading to, pal? Uh, same place as last time, but uh, I need to swing by some, uh, you know, of any, any pet stores open this late. Maybe a Walmart or something. I mean, Walmart's open twenty four seven. I could take you by Walmart. Is that where you need to go? Yeah, but I, I got I got to stop by some somewhere along the way. Yeah, sure. Well, I can take you by Walmart. Yeah, I'll be there in about twenty minutes. Okay. All right. All right. Is there anything uh, in the twenty minutes that you need to do before he comes by and picks you up? Um, mask a thousand faces. Sweet. Let's go ahead and roll it. Oh, five successes. Yeah, you're a stinky bum. You know what I mean? Like you see this, you know, yeah. you have the same exact features, the same exact. You look the same. You know what I mean? And 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 maybe it's because there's a little boost of confidence that you've experienced, you know, in the last night that you're feeling like even more like empowered to go about and do what you want to do. You know, as you are getting in the cab and the cab takes you by this Walmart and you get in there. What 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 are you trying to do in this Walmart? Just buying some dog treats. Oh, okay. So you're picking up dog treats. Okay, gotcha. Yep. We'll just say we'll just flash forward. You're, Box you're of milk to, bones or some shit. Yeah, you're able to pick them up and all that jazz like that. And then you are 
the cab driver starts taking you into this whole area that you're in before you know we, we described it before you start it's about a yeah, all in all you're about in this vehicle for about 30 40 minutes you know after he stops and gets you and he just driving in there and he drives through this neighborhood and he kind of stops in the same area he's like is this where yeah. you want to be left off again pal yeah same as before just drop me off okay and he like and he lets you and you pay him and he drives off and you're standing there what what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna hand him uh like a whole like one of the hundred dollar bills you know it might be cheaper than it's probably a lot cheaper than that but i'll hand him one of those and say come pick me up later yeah 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 man when when what time i'll call you i'm all yours man i'm all yours i mean like this kind of like pockets the you know he doesn't like do any of the fare write anything down he just kind of pockets the hundred you know and yeah give him a like a toothy like nasty grin just (laughs) yeah 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 definitely and he goes ahead and he drives off what are you going to do from this point like what's your plan well, I made a friend next door, and I brought him some milk bones, so I'm going to go talk to the dog again, just all quiet and shit, you know, and uh, see what else he has to say, and maybe kind of do a little bit of peeking in on uh, Dunstring. So you come along the street again, and you're back in the familiar place that you were in at the night before, and you call this dog, and you kind of right away, you notice that the dog instinctually was beautiful golden retriever comes to you quicker you know yeah and you see that like when it comes to the to where you're at in the fence it kind of does like that circle thing and then it like sits down and it's kind of like looking at you as you're kneeling there face to face you know yeah yeah i'm gonna hold that a little treat for it you know and just kind of whisper and uh using uh animalism to just communicate to it just like mm-hmm. good boy so good to see you again little little one you know and hand out the little treat get him to come closer yeah it's getting closer it's taking these treats from your hand you know it's kind of like licking your hand because i think it finds that it has someone who finally understands that something doesn't sit right next door you know what i mean like like none of its owners understand that none of the humans understand that but you understand that and you're more like him you know and it just kind of like so you see that it's guards a little bit down it doesn't feel threatened by you at all i'll just be like good boy did did you find anything new for me did you see anything or hear anything and you see that like it, it kind of like sits there and it like puts its like head in the dirt like and it turns around a little bit and then it comes back and it sits up and looks at you and it just says like it says it says anger anger a lot of anger but 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 no new nothing new anger though nothing bad yet not but anger good boy good boy and i just give him another treat it takes it quickly it you know snatches it from your hand and I'm gonna say to it, uh, keep keep watching. I'll be back tomorrow. And it kind of like whines a little bit and like licks your hand, and then it turns and it walks back to its doghouse. I'm gonna uh, from here walk over to like the front of the house and kind of like see if I can look through one of the windows or um, see if there's any, like motion lights. Is his car there? You know, any activity. So there's a gate that like surrounds the house, the front yard. And as you're walking along the gate, are you um you're you're just keeping the mask of a thousand faces thing up? Is that what you're doing? Um, I would like to instead use unseen presence. Okay, and there's no role for that, right? No, not unless you like do an action. Yeah, if you do something that like in draws attention to yourself. Okay, so you are walking along this fence. And you notice that the garage door is closed and there's like a front light on and 
as you come to the front door, you notice that there's not someone sitting out at the front door at the moment, but you see that there's kind of like lights that are coming. Cause I mentioned how there were like these side, like long side windows on the side of each door, you know, and you can see lights from within and you see some lights on within the house, but you don't see anyone standing up front. Okay. Uh, this, um, uh, fence that goes around it. Mm-hmm. Is it, uh, is it like really tall? Is it's it, about, it's about like the description. Yeah, yeah, it's about like a about five foot to six foot like cast iron fence. It's like one of those like you know those fences that the the these types of houses have around them to where like the to to get into the driveway it has to be opened up. You know, it's mechanical at that point. But then in front of like the sidewalk, you know, there's a sidewalk going parallel with the fence, and then to like go make a left in the sidewalk and go to the front door, you'd have to open the gate to get into there. You know. Yeah. And the gate is one of those, like maybe like with a keypad or something. Yeah, it's yeah. Excuse me, it's a it's a locked gate, but yes, and it has like a keypad, like a badge reader kind of thing on there, but nothing like a key combination, like someone like you know what I mean has like a little key fob that they can wave in front of it. Okay. Um, so I am looking at the gate, walking around, kind of looking at it. Is it like really high tech or anything like that? No, you see that there's a no. It's not like super high tech. It's just the fact that it's secured. All these houses probably have something like that in a way. Who have yeah, some of them, like, not all of them, but like it's just like a common home defense measure that like a lot of these homes have, where these these just, uh like what you might see like yeah. at an apartment complex or something where they have like the gated and yeah, but for a home, yeah, exactly. But instead, it's okay. for this whole home. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, then I'm just going to open it with brute strength. Just pop it open. I'm sure I've got the strength to do that, right? Just to oh, pop well, it open, you, no problem. You got a bunch of potents in the five and strength, right? Yeah, five strength, three potents. That's like yeah, I think, I think you, yeah. The question that I'm gonna have is, are you gonna try to keep your unseen presence at this time? Yeah, yeah, okay. I am going to try. So okay, uh, while walking through a pool of water might require a nine or squeaky floorboard. Yeah, I'm gonna say this is like a difficulty nine because like you're busting a metal gate open. You know what I mean? It's gonna, it's gonna kind of not. You're not literally like bending it like Superman, but you're popping it. You know what I mean. And if walking through a puddle, you know what I mean, is willing to do something like that, it's gonna kind of, it's gonna bring, it's gonna bring attention. Zero successes. So you pop this door, this gate, pop, and you just hear it pop, and it kind of jingles, you know. And you stop for a second, and you kind of like see it swing open, and you see the sidewalk before you. So I just kind of wait for a moment. And you're standing there for a moment. I want to listen with aspects to try and enhance my hearing to see if no. I can. Is anyone like coming to the door? Did they hear that noise? You don't. You don't hear anyone coming up, and you're just kind of like you just hear the night sounds around you, like the crickets and the mosquitoes. Okay. So I step into the yard, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna kind of like walk over to a window, look in. Not going straight up to the door, just kind of looking in. Not not right up on the window, you know, but just see mm-hmm. where I can see and get a clear view. So you come in upon, like, one of the side windows on the door, or you're actually trying to look like in, like, a normal door that's along, you know, the outside of the house, or a normal window that's along the outside, outside of the like house. Like a normal window alongside the, alongside the house. Like a normal, like, yeah. what, what might be in the front or mm-hmm. something. Yeah, and you're the perfect height too, obviously too. So you come upon this window. You're kind of walking. You walk. You walk off the sidewalk, and you like step into the grass, and you walk to the left side of the steps that lead to the front door. And then you kind of turn left, and you're walking along the edge of this house. And there's like 
you see some rose bushes and you see some hedges that are there and you kind of see like there's this window that's maybe like six foot high up you know but you're able to look into it because your height and you're kind of like walking along these hedges and you hear that your sound of your feet like coming through the grass as you do it and you stop and you kind of place your hands like because the, there's like a like a little brick lip you know what i mean that's on underneath the window and you put your hand on there and you look into the window and as you look into the window you see it looks like it could be a study and you see like there is three pieces of furniture one's a love seat one's a couch and one's a reclining chair and they're leather like it doesn't look like cheap leather it looks like this is high-end stuff and you see this like kind of like a square three foot by three foot coffee table and you kind of see like there is like a bottle like brandy like crystal you know like, like that that holds like stuff like that that's sitting there but there's no like glass there's just in the middle well there's glasses but they're empty it's like a little setup there and you see like some this huge Voss that has like plants that are coming out of it and you see like looks like a record player like this deep mahogany wood record player that's against the wall and you you're looking around you're kind of like scoping in this you know you kind of see like a door in the in the right end of the room that's open and as you're scanning you're scanning and you stop and you see that there is a child that is standing on the edge of a couch and he has his hand on the couch it's a boy can I and hear anything? Because I did have yeah, yeah. for aspects. Hear anything. And he's completely naked. And he's has like this very bleach blonde hair. And he has like this tan and he's looking straight at you, like you connecting with his eyes. And he's standing there looking at you completely still. Okay, so he's looking directly at me? Yes. Um so with that, uh there's like an internal kind of like ah, shit. Like he saw me kind of thing. I'm going to step outside of the view of the window and I'm going to try and duck under any other windows and move around to the back of the house. As you're ducking along, you're coming along to the quietly. Edge of the, yeah, quietly. You are walking along the edge of this house and you turn the corner to the right and you can actually kind of see like through this gate fence you, or through this cast iron fence, you can see the yard where the dog's at, you know, the dog house that you're just talking to. And you're walking along the side of the house and you can't actually see any windows because the windows are a little higher, you know, it's actually the opposite side of the house where Katow saw the horrible thing that he saw when he was looking in upon it six months ago. And as you're walking along that end, you don't see anything and you turn and you look in the back and in the back, there's like this pool and like this pool is like, you can kind of see like the water is gently lit by lights that are inside of the pool. It's a rather large pool. It's kind of like one of those that kind of have like a kidney bean shape to it and you see like there's like a little diving bo uh, board there and you see that there's like this little on the other end like a little rock set up where there's like water that's kind of like gently cascading down you can hear that sound you know of like running water and you see in the back there's like this really nice handmade grill when i'm talking about handmade grill like you know where it's like they, they set the foundation and brick and it's like part of like the backyard and it's about like 10 feet and you see like there's this nice like furniture there like yard furniture in the back and you see that there's this other windows and you see there's this glass sliding door but the glass sliding door is shut and there's like blinds that are there but there's no one in the backyard but it's lit because there's lights that are in the back there what are you going to do um try and get a look through those windows uh not getting up close but you know stay keeping distance and just kind of looking through because i don't want to be illuminated and maybe there's another kid in there so you see as you are coming along you know, you can't see through the, the sliding door because the blinds are shut on there. 
and you come upon what you think is a kitchen window you kind of guess just from like you know how the size of it where it may be at and you're kind of creeping along right you're like moving past the sliding door and you're kind of like staying out of the illumination almost like a burglar i can almost like picture being like a burglar with your hoodie pulled up you know and you're in this like rich neighborhood and you're just like trying to stay stealthy and as you get to the kitchen window you put your hands on the lip again and you look up and you're looking through the kitchen you see this nice kitchen man i'm talking about has like this huge kitchen island to it that has like these lights that are hanging with it and has like this huge double door fridge like stainless steel fridge you see has like this huge gas burner oven and you see it has like those like it's not completely lit like the lights aren't on in it but it has those um baseline lights that people can run along the top of like their cabinets that gently illuminate it almost like baseboard lights and as you're looking through there it's really dim and you're kind of making out everything and as you're looking across you see like you do a once look over on this kitchen island and you turn and look and then you see another child standing there but they're sitting there they're sitting like indian style and it's another boy this time is a dark-haired boy looks to be like maybe nine or ten years old and he's just looking directly at you as you're looking in why are they all staring at me this creepy as fuck I mean, like, I'm trying to be quiet and stealthy. Like, how does he know I'm there? Okay. Uh, I'm going to go to the back door. Sliding door? The, like the, the, the patio is, door or whatever? Yeah. Is that all there is? There's not another door? I would say that there's another back door. Uh, it looks like a wooden door, but it kind of lines up to where, like, the garage is. Does that make sense? Like, it would be a door that probably goes in, into the garage, like a back door that leads to the backyard, but probably goes into the garage. That's fine. Okay. Go to that door. Mm-hmm. Take out like his little like multi-tool pocket knife thing and just kind of pop open the lock. So All right, get, try and do. Give me a dex and stealth or dexterity and security difficulty. Hmm. Hmm. I would say difficulty eight because you know in a neighborhood like this, there's probably gonna be a door sensor on there, and we'll say that you're trying like you're when you undo the lock, you're gonna have to do something to also make it to where the door sensor doesn't go off. I'm not like a a cat thief but i would assume maybe something that like you know how to like stick something there to where it doesn't read that the door's opening you know what i mean it still thinks the door is closed okay well zero successes at uh yeah you can't even get the lock open yeah you're trying to get like the lock open and you're just not having any luck doing it okay that's fine uh i'm gonna go back and look through that window again is that Mm -hmm. kid still like staring at me yep he's still sitting there staring at you like has he moved at all no what the fuck (laughs) that's so weird all right uh i want to do a full circuit of the house slowly going around uh the you know i went around one side going around the other and just kind of walking around and trying to be quiet again and look as you turn to go that way you turn and you look and you stop and you see a boy that's standing there looking up at you, completely naked, a blonde boy again. And as Is he's it the look- same blonde boy? No, it's a different one because this one, his eyes are pitch black. And as you're like looking down at him, you see him look and you see like down the middle of him, there looks to be this ragged scar. And he's looking up at you, completely emotionless, eyes pitch black. There's like a sinking feeling in... Uh... Like Lenny, you know, like like if he was alive, it would feel like nausea almost, maybe, you know. Just he just looks at this kid. Kind, I think he's kind of starting to put together what this might be. What what's going on through his head at the moment? Like what? Let's see. Well, so 
okay, the, the hints were there before, right? With the, the dog and the, the, you know, they come back, that kind of thing. And, you know, he's a ghoul of a necromancer and all that. So the, 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 those pieces are starting to click, you know, upon seeing like these kids and, oh, his thing is kids, you know, being told that by William and all that. It's all starting to come together as he looks at this like scarred thing with black eyes like just pitch black eyes like like this thing is as much alive as he is it's not a kid anymore exactly like he's realizing that like oh shit and as you're standing there there's a moment where like you close your you know what i mean like you instinctually blink for a second and you open your eyes and you see that there's one standing next to him another one this time he has scars in a different place but he's looking up at you too and you're starting to feel along the spine of your like back, like this 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 panic starting to set in a little bit. Like you had at the moment that your mind realized what it might be seeing, like it got stronger. Does that make sense? And you're looking at this. I need you to give me a courage roll, please. Difficulty, we'll say like three right now. Three successes. So there's a moment where you feel that tingle and you're like, fuck. And you look, but you're able to like overcome that that inner strength that like you have learned in your second life, you know, in the reinvented Lenny that, that you're able to per, like almost a way, like persevere, like the lesson that you learned, the strength that you learned from losing it and killing that one guy back then has helped you at this moment as you're looking down at these two. And this is odd. Like nothing's happening. Like you're just looking at them and they're looking at you, but absolutely nothing is happening. They're not saying anything. They're not moving. They're just looking at you. Okay. <clears throat> so with with that in mind uh he's going to continue with what i said last moving around the house and looking uh and occasionally like stealing glances at these kids mm -hmm. with that just like feeling of just like sickness you know just oh. like oh this is yeah, definitely. something horribly wrong here you know just kind of feeling and he's just gonna occasionally like i said just glancing back at them just nervously yeah. almost and as you walk like you have to kind of like step around them you know and you just see their heads like are turning they like like they turn their bodies a little bit to look at you and you like look at them and you walk around the corner you look and you turn and you see there's like six of these boys that are standing there oh my god and they're just like so looking creepy. at you and you kind of turn and look back around you and you see that the two that were like standing in front of you are now like four that are standing behind you and you're kind of like starting to get the sense of like you look at straight ahead and there's like like six of them and you look behind you and you're like shit and there's like four and they're just kind of staring at you at this moment but they're definitely like you're at the corner of the house you know what i mean that like you just like turn the corner and you see that right now i need you to give me a courage roll difficulty four this time be successes again Definitely. And as you are standing and looking at them, you see them, they're not doing nothing. They're just looking at you right now. Right. And that's that's why he's that's why he's not, you know, yeah. freaking out and panicking. Or it's because they're not doing anything aggressive. So he's like, Maybe yeah. as long as I don't go in, they're gonna be fine with me just kind of walking around the perimeter and looking, you mm -hmm. know? Maybe maybe. <laughs> maybe maybe this is okay. Maybe that's I like should maybe almost made me spit my water out. <laughs> Yeah, so he's like, okay, I, I just, I'm not, I'm not gonna go walking in here right now. That's def, that is that thought has left his mind at this point. He is not going inside. Uh, he was thinking about it. He was definitely going to right up until then. And 
Yeah. Can he continue to the front, back to the front of the house? Is yeah. that possible? And I would like, say there's they... this moment where you're walking by them. Like, he's going to like sidestep them if he can. Yeah. And you see they just kind of turn and look at you. And as you are walking past them, they all turn and you look and you just see like these scars, these nasty like scars all across their body. You try not to look, obviously, because they're they're unclothed, you know, and you know, but you're definitely like you see these black pitch eyes that are just staring at you as you walk by. And there's a moment as like you're looking at them, like like what tell me, like I don't want to assume, but like the I, I would I would think right now. That's really hard for you right now to sit and think of your thoughts of the whole subject because of what's going on is so unreal. You know what I mean? That like yeah, it's hard for not, you. He's not yeah. thinking about like anything. He's just like wants to get he's out just there. Like, I'm just gonna leave now, and I'm yeah. gonna go around you and step out of you, and just kind of if what I, I can... say quick in your pace a little bit, like kind of speed walk, um, like you're like okay, it's time to get the fuck out of here kind of thing. A yeah, bit, but not too much because again, I'm not trying to cause a lot of noise. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, and I'm going to rush, you know, away from them as much mm -hmm. as I can. And if I can make it to the gate mm -hmm. without... You make it to the gate. Stop. You do. You're, like, walking now. You know what I mean? And you, I would say, like, you get <laughs> you get outside this gate and you turn around, you look, and there's nothing there. Okay, so he's going to quicken his pace. Mm -hmm. He's walking down the sidewalk really fast in this neighborhood. And then after a brief moment, he's just going to kind of, like stop his head is hanging down low shoulders are kind of slumped and he just has this like defeated feeling and he falls to his knees and he just starts sobbing would i be wrong in assuming like the realization of like what caused all that is like starting to sink into him right now yeah yeah and like what happened and like it's just it's just wrong and so he's just so overwhelmed by for that for just a moment you know just these tears of just blood streaking down his face yeah, man, it's it's a surreal thing because like the you you don't know what these things were trying to communicate. You don't know if they were trying to communicate. It was just this constant reminder of the fact that like somehow, somewhere in that house, most likely at the hands of the Roman, most definitely, like these people were victims. I would say like if I was in a similar situation and and I was confronted with such things, the first thing in my head would be the monster who did it, but like someone has had to have known this shit was going on and chose to ignore it. Like, there's no way that like, you know, there's no way that there can be so many victims and not even attract attention. You feel me? You feel what I'm saying there? And you kind of like almost heard it. Like you heard a hint of it when you heard Christopher and Bobby speaking and they call him a sicko. You know what I mean? They were like, yeah, did these veiled references. Now I'm not saying they probably knew the details or they knew what was going on, but like there just comes a point in life with anything where there's some kind of unspoken communication about someone like unspoken reputation. You know, you may have never been confronted with anything they have done, but people just know you've done something so much that has changed fundamentally your, your essence of who you are that like people just know, you know, we see it every day in our lives and you know, someone's an asshole, you know, someone's whatever. And sometimes you can just get the vibe that that person's off. And this person <laughs> who did this obviously has, done a lot of pain you know what i mean and something like that follows someone around you know so and this probably adds a whole different layer to like i would assume to lenny's outlook on this whole situation at the moment you know like there's real people that are being affected by this you know really real people innocent people you know who are in a fucked up yeah, way and at this point he's uh he's now like it's almost like he's taking it personally 
Mm. And at this point, he's like, like thinking to himself, like, I gotta, I gotta do something about this, and I can do something about this. Like he's got that thought in his mind, you know, it's kind of in the back of his head that, you know, you know I can't do about it anything about it here. Like he's already planning it, you know, like I can't, I can't get him here. I have to wait until he's somewhere else, you know. That kind of like those thoughts are already running through his head, like. But oh, he's not right. sure what he's thinking. He's just like, you know, this is wrong. I need to stop it. And I have he I got to stop him from what he's doing. And I can't but I can't do it here because, you know, it's protected here. And he's he's got he's got these things around him. And and then just all this stuff is going through his mind at the moment. Well, it's, it's personal now, you know, it's at, it went from something that was remote, you know, a task into like it's personal. It became personal with you. You know, at that moment, when you had that moment where it affected you emotionally like that and your instincts, like you, like you said, you're not really like thinking, planning, but you know, that has to be stopped. You know this, but the good news is that, you know, people who have that same outlook as him now, you know what I mean? Is that the fact that like, that there are others, you know, that who, who feel the same way in a roundabout way about him, you know, and matter, and they've kind of like have dropped, uh, dropped into your purview, into your hands, you know, you have this this child of a kindred who has a hatred for this person, you know, and you have two people who have experienced, you know what I mean? This person. Yeah. I get it and, now. Yeah. And you get it. Exactly. And now it's like, like there's nothing that it goes back to the first story of, of negligence. There's nothing that keeps put, puts a group together better than a secret that they all know. You know what I mean? And it's like, and it's starting to like, it's starting to, you're realizing it right now. Maybe you're even realizing why, these two survivors of this quarterie have the bond that they have now, or they see, you know what I mean? Like, like that sometimes it takes a fucked up human being or fucked up person to like draw people together that normally wouldn't be drawn together like that. So the awesome. thing about Lenny is that he feels uh, almost like a sort of, like he needs to repent in a way, like, like there's something inherently wrong with him and everyone else that's like him and that they, you know, like, like he feels almost guilty just for existing, you know, and he feels like he has to make up for it all the time. And, and, and like for him seeing this, like stopping someone like this could help make up for, you know, the, the, the mess ups he's done. Well, yeah. And it's almost more pure because I look at the way that Lenny treats his ghoul coach Olsen the same way almost that Valentine treats Donald and the fact that they and their heads are rationalizing what they do doing is just and reminds them that they're not the monster that they are, but it's fucked up in a way, you know, like, like, like Valentine gives a fucking gives a serial killer kindred vitae, which is just going to make him worse. But somehow he rationalizes like, well, I'm better than him. He's a monster. I'm, I'm, I'm all like, you know, I'm better than him. And, and, and you give Colch Olsen, this this kindred vitae and then tell them to watch kids but this is different you know what i mean this is like something that is a moment of like there's no like gray area with this like you know this is wrong and you want to stop it you know what i mean and like it's yeah. a true repentance unlike what you're trying to tell yourself every day with coach the coach olsen watching your herd you know so i like yeah. that I, I i get that that's definite that's uh Just hit home with him and yeah. after after a moment of this like sort of inner self-reflection he stands up straightens himself and kind of wipes the blood off his face you know and takes out his phone first i'll call that cab driver like come get me yeah he'll come get you and then then after that uh sending a message to um 
Gerald uh, text message. Just say, um, we definitely need to talk about this. Um, let's see, we definitely need to talk about this tomorrow. Same spot as usual. He responds just with a K, you know, like for okay. Okay. And then he just kind of like goes to where the cabbie picked, uh, dropped him off at to be picked up. When you go there and you kind of like feel yourself starting to center a little bit, you start feeling like a drop hit your the hoodie, the top of your hoodie for a second. And you look up and you start realizing that those clouds that have been like holding this rain just rip open rain just starts falling from the sky and you can smell it like hitting the cement you know how like cement's been really dry and when the rain hits it you kind of smell that weird like release that the city gives back to mother nature you know in return for this moisture <laughs> that you, fresh rain smell yeah it's great yeah and you smell that as you're sitting there waiting for the cab he um he's gonna kind of be in a a little bit of a better mood actually after getting that like like he crying and just like just the realization and like the things being set in motion in his own head and then the rain washing over him it's like you know it's washing away doubts fears and you know it's like almost like a little reprieve after that brief moment of where he was barely holding it together with those things all around him like just like okay let's keep moving let's just keep going and now he's like like okay the world is rational again it's just raining it's okay more you're in the Jeep Grand Cherokee with Jenna, she's driving. You hear the rain hitting the top. You hear the windshield go as it's wiping the rain, and there's this silence that's in the vehicle. And you can hear, like, as she drives through a puddle and like water hits the wheel well of the Jeep, and there's just this, like, like no music playing, no nothing. And you can just see her staring ahead, looking at the road. Before I say anything, is there anything you want to say to her, or are you just going to be quiet during the ride? He'll be quiet at the beginning of the ride, but after a few moments, he'll sort of turn, look at her, and then turn back and face forward and quietly say, so how do you propose I convince them? Well, Warren, together when we were at the coffee shop with the two, you said you had a specific skill set that could help them. And we said we wanted to look into the murder of Ophelia, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you have a set of skills that they don't have. You tell them whatever evidence that you come across or whatever you're able to find out, that you interpret it to mean that Dunstern is responsible for her death. What if the evidence I find doesn't point to that? And you fucking convince him it does. And you hear the set, like you feel this tension in the air and you see, like you can look in straight ahead and you realize that feeling when someone's looking at you and you turn and you look at her and you see just like the beast is riding like very close to the surface right now. She's like staring at you. Very well. And as you say very well, you hear, I'm sorry, Warren, this this all is getting to me. You're not the only one. Warren, why do you let her affect you like this? Because I don't have a choice. Why? Because you're loyal to the family? <laughs> because I'm loyal to the family, and she is the family. She is not the family. I am the family. We are all the family. You act as if she is the family. Who's to say, Warren, that she is the one who's making the right decisions? Why do you, Warren, feel that she has to control who you are in life and you have to make decisions around her? You have to react the way that you did. Warren, you are not a fool. You know things are happening, Warren. Things you need, are always happening. And things are happening where you need to get involved now, Warren. I'm as involved as I'm allowed to be. Then do it. 
Because you're out here now, right? Is she over your shoulder right now? Probably. You are so damaged, Warren. I sit here, and I try to rebuild you. I try to give you opportunities to come back into the fold, to, 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 make, to be your own person. And you sit here, burdened, chained, enslaved, afraid of your own shadow. If you think that she knows what you're doing and she controls everything, did she know what you just did back there? No, but it's very likely that she'll find out. So you're saying that there's things that she cannot see? Or is it what you choose? Is it when it's convenient to you, you think she doesn't see things, but when it's an excuse to get out of doing something for yourself, then all of a sudden she sees it? I don't get to do things for myself. You That's just did there. Wasn't that for yourself? It so was you... entirely voluntary. Oh, did someone drop you off there, Warren? Against your will? Did someone put you in that situation, Warren, against your will? If it hadn't been those boys, it would have been someone else. The anger was there regardless. The only choice I had, the only choice I had, was where it got released, not whether it would be released. But you chose to release it on two boys. No, they chose me. Wow, Warren. I frankly... had the opportunity to walk by. They had the opportunity to leave me alone. Instead, they decided to try to mug me. So you're telling me you think fate made that happen. Those boys made that happen. But you know what you are telling me right now? You're also telling me that Cynthia did not make that happen. Cynthia put it into motion. While Warren, I would like to wax philosophical with you. You owe me. I'm aware. You, you need to act upon it. But let me tell you this and rejoice in what I'm about to tell you, Warren. And she gently puts a hand on your lap. I am still here for you. And what you're doing is for good of the family. Do you not want to see us succeed, Warren? Oh, I absolutely want to see us succeed. Then let me tell you this, Warren. Things are happening. Wheels are being put in motion. And while all this is happening, Warren, all this chaos is ensuing in the city, we are gaining from it. We haven't quite gained what I think we can. But maybe you have sold me on the whole aspect of fate. Because your actions back there, how fate brought these boys into your purview, has made it now to where we were, have pushed things to progress faster than we thought they would. What do you think I did back there, Warren? What do you think I told that man off the streets to do? Tell me. To bear false witness. Exactly. Why would I have them bear false witness in such detail? In order to implicate someone specific. Yes. And then what did I tell you I wanted you to do, Warren, after that? You likewise wanted me to implicate someone specific. And who is that person? Duncern. Exactly. And who are they part of, Warren? Who is Duncern part of? Who does he represent? He represents the Giovanni. Exactly. And you remember last night when I was telling you about the Giovanni in the city? And I said they had representatives, right? Mm-hmm. Who were two of the other representatives I told them, told you about? You'll have to forgive me. I'm drawing a blank. The evening's events have kind of... There's a Christopher and a Bobby Putinesca. Conveniently, they seem to be encroaching upon these people. And she's looking out the windows. You guys are still in northern Minneapolis territory. Why would I do something like that, Warren? In order to start a conflict. Yes. And why do I want a conflict to start, Warren? To weaken those involved. Yes. 
And I told you why we want the Giovanni weekend, right? You have. So do what you must. Do you understand? I do. Then do it. And do it soon. Or all this is for naught. And remember, Warren, if the family fails, you fail. And I saw how you reacted back there when you realized you failed. Right? Do not fail the family, Warren. Do not. Now, where do you need to go, Warren? Where would you like me to drop you off? The night is still young. Warren will look at his watch. It's about 10 right now. Okay, so he's definitely stood up his date. Why don't you just bring me back to the Chantry? There's something that I should do. Okay, I'll do that. She drives off, heading towards the Chantry. William and Katow, you guys step out of this house after this lady leaves. Or actually, you're left at the house right now, we'll say. And you see that lady rushes out of the house. And as she opens the door, you see that the rain starts coming down. You're looking outside, and you see rain's pelting everything. You see the white escalator's gone, but you still see that shitty Honda, whatever, put-together car still sitting there. But you two are looking out together at the open door, and you see your beamers on the side of the you know, parked along the front of the yard there is getting hit by the rain as you guys are both kind of like looking out there in this weird moment of silence after you guys have looked through the house. Contemplative silence, I would say. I'll go ahead and say the scene's on you guys. Go ahead. So we have a new lead. Little and his people. Uh, Well, I suppose we should talk to Little's people. Someone from Little's gang after this. Fair enough. Let's go and do that. Okay, then. It's kind of, it's kind of amazing because you guys actually did talk to someone from Little's Gang way back six months yeah. ago in the winter. You know? yeah. Yeah. yeah, see, that boy who ended up dying because someone interfered and took his sash that he was selling there and took what he had with him. And I mean, you don't know that's why, but he ended up found dead on the street, which Ophelia saw in the evening news. And that's a real friendly reminder because... When you kind of, in your head, William, formulate these thoughts and express them and rationalize that you should talk to someone from Little's crew, the very back, back, back of your mind, as you're staring down at this rain at the night, you know, at the, like the, the street lamps kind of like glaring off of it, and you just hear like the dropping of water, you kind of in the back of your head hear this ocean, a wave crash, and you feel along with the sound of that crash, and you feel this weird, distant, alien empathy for that young man that you guys came across at that time. And there's a moment, Katal, where you're looking at William as you guys like kind of agree. And you see William like looking out at the rain. You see like this deep, like fucking like he's like deep in thought as he's like sitting there and just like thinking you're looking at him and he's just like he's drifted off for a second in his head. And you see his eyes kind of like beating back and forth. And you're looking I mean like literally Katal, this is the first time in a long time that you've sat and looked at William this close. And at that moment when you're looking at William and you see like the paler skin than normal and you see like his jaws a little bit more gaunt, you can almost like see the shape of his teeth under his lower lip and you see like his eyes beating around and you see him like kind of like, like, like his pupils are dilated. Like he's lost in thought. You notice like his hair is a little unkempt and his shirt is just a little wrinkle, more wrinkled than normal. What's going on in your head when you see him like that? He sees a little muted. bit of an echo from Jonathan Chase and how he showed up to Elysium that one time just completely disheveled. Like a, re- a reminder of that. Huh. And does that bring concern to him or what? 
Yeah, because he had previous he had previously felt that Chase was self-destructing a little bit, but and then he just vanished. And so now, seeing William, the only other person left of his coterie after you from the originals all the way back then, he's just like, I don't want to. And and considering the last few months with the bugs and then Ty leaving, apparently, he's mm-hmm. just like, oh, damn it, is everyone around me just gonna, you know, go vanish off in the middle of the night? Do you feel empathetic towards William? I think it's, um, I guess it's a bit, a bit of empathy in that, you know, all this, all the, all the events going on, it, it feels that, yeah, it is a lot to take in, and it's breaking them, breaking him down as well. But it's just not as fast as it is going to William. Yeah, it, it's, it's weird because you, I, I don't even know if you could classify what Catal and William has like a friendship. You know what I mean? Like you guys aren't sitting there like, hey, pal, hey, pal. And you don't know like each other's like past and like you haven't had these deep talks about like life. And you know what I mean? What it is to each other. It's like you're almost like just like put together and you got to like a coworker in a fucked up way. You know what I mean? That fate hasn't stored. But now, though, it's like you're having all this stuff exposed to you. But now, you know, there's three other pieces of this puzzle. Like what's going on in your mind when it comes to like knowing that there are like three other things are kind of somewhat pulled in the same atmosphere as you guys at the moment. That he's definitely going, that he's definitely been tired of being the one jerked around. So now he's trying to see if he can, you know, lose, you know, be the one that comes out on top for once in the end. Has he put much thought into how he's going to utilize those three? Or is he just kind of like right now playing it by ear and just knows right now, immediately him and William are just kind of following their trajectory. He knows that he has a plan for like, if he recovers the, uh, then you know Carlos and Cindy, but right now he's just trying to find out, just play it by ear, just how to deal with Little and all the rest, and then the Giovanni afterwards. You guys are just gonna kind of, we're gonna say that you guys are just kind of heading out. Yeah. Okay. And then we will finally cut to Valentine. Valentine, you are sitting at home right now, at the couch, and you see. Donald's watching the news on there and the rain now is pouring outside. It started raining. You kind of see it out this picture window and you're kind of getting this impression after like Donald has done all this stuff and did everything. He's kind of feeling like, like antsy, especially after you feed him is like real. And you gave him twice as much as you normally do. You can really oh. tell he's like, like he's had too much coffee in a way. Like he's yeah. like, like he's about to say too many energy drinks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so he like really wants to like do something. He looks at you and he's like, so what, are, why are we here? Valentine, like, what is it you hope to accomplish? I feel, I feel like your anger. Like I feel angry. I don't. I feel my. Like I feel, and 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 it's almost like looking at someone drunk trying to be philosophical in a way. You know what I mean? When you kind of like yeah. come across a drunk guy, they're trying to be deep, and you're like, "What the fuck? Where's this coming?" And you're completely sober. That's almost like what's going on here. But he's trying to express himself and you he does not open himself up like this you know what i mean this is like out of nature yeah, for him. yeah. I, he's like i feel your anger i feel it at times like i feel when you're awakened like i feel when i know you're coming in the door have you ever had something taken away from you that you cared about oh yes yes you did that to me <laughs> and that made you angry at first at first it did but I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what. And he is so weird seeing him like this. His eyes are all buggy. You know what I mean? He's like sitting forward when he talks. He's like, mm. I know there's something at the end of the tunnel. There's a whole point to all of this. Like I started my, I started evolving then. 
and I thought I had reached it. I thought I, I thought I couldn't go any further. I'm not gonna lie. I thought about taking my life, but then you came into my life, and then I realized now that like there's more to climb, more of that ladder to climb. I don't know but, if this is the same situation, Donald. What is the situation? A friend of mine from the city died not too long ago. A good friend, probably the only person to treat me like anything other than a monster. That lady who came and saw you? Yeah. That beautiful yeah. lady? And you see, like, you see this predatory look over his face. I need you to give me a self like, Don't talk about her. Yeah. yeah. Give me a self control roll, difficulty five, please. Two successes. Okay. So there's a moment where he says that and you see like him look down, like you see the look come out. Go ahead, it seems back on you. What what were you saying? So I was saying to him, Don't talk about her. And you see a moment like, where he stops. Like he like he senses your anger. Like he like like every muscle gets tense. And then he like looks up at you and he's like and he just kinda like loosens up a little bit. And he like like he's listening for you to continue on. I'm gonna say you want something to do? You wanna have a point to being here? Yes. Roman Dun Roman Dunstan. I want you to, I want you to get involved somehow with him. I don't know how. I don't care how you do it. You deliver groceries to his back door. You mow his lawns. I don't care. I want you to find out. I want you to get close to him. I want you to find out about him. I need, I, I need him. I can do that. I can do that. I can watch him. I can stalk him. I can get inside. You do what you do best. You creepy weirdo. And I'll smirk at him. And he just like shakes his head. And then he, you see him thinking for a second. You, by the way, out of character, you have his address. Ophelia gave it to you, we'll say. You know what I mean? She sure. knows where he lives. Yeah. You have his address? I have his address. And I'll tell him the address. Okay. Can I ask something, Valentine? Sure. Shoot. And he gets up and he like looks out the window. And he's like, can I get a reward if I'm successful for this? I would have thought me telling you to do what you do best would be a reward in itself, but what else can you, what else can I offer to sweeten this for you? Oh, I'm going to do it, Valentine, and I will do it for you, but I'm asking, I'm asking if I can hunt again, if I am successful at this. And who would you be hunting if I said yes? And he turns and looks back out the window. I don't know. Game? I'll have to think about it. You see him nod. You see the back of his like ball, like you know, like the the crown of his head that's bald. You see it nod, and he's like, "I'm going to get you the results that you want, Valentine. I'll show you. Your your reward will depend upon your performance." And he turns around and looks. He's like, "Yeah, I understand." Okay, we might ha we'll have to find another address for you if you do end up working for him in any capacity. That's how close I want you, but I can't have you living with me if that's going to be the case. I don't think I can get work with him, Valentine, but I do think I can get information on him. I can follow him. I can okay. track him. I can find those close to him who interact with him. You've got, okay. your, own, you've got your own phone, Werner? Yes. Yes. Thank you, Valentine. Thank you so much for everything that you do for me. Mm -hmm. Can I just ask one more question? And can what you just answer it? me honestly, please? Why do you hurt me? You hurt yourself, Donald. I'm going out. You should get started. And he just kind of looked defeated for a moment. He's like, yeah, I will. You'll be happy. Hello, folks. 
Have you ever wished you could have an easy way to find gameplay videos and podcasts, or just media in general that deals with your favorite White Wolf role-playing games? Or have you ever wished you could find a forum to share gameplay that you have recorded, one which wouldn't be drowned out by random posts and discussion so that your media could get the attention you want? Well, we have the answer for you in a Facebook group we run called White Wolf RPGs Gameplay and Media. The group is specifically ran with the sole intent of it being a one-stop shop for people to view or share media involving the games we all love. We take thorough steps to ensure the page does not become cluttered and is easy to traverse. We are currently over 1,000 members strong, and we are continuing to rapidly grow with new media being shared every day. Stop on by. We hope to see you there. High Level Games, the industry's first choice in taking your games to the next level. We are a podcast blog and new media network at highlevelgames.ca. We have blog posts about all of your favorite games going up five days a week and a podcasting network with actual plays and shows that discuss role-playing games with more rolling out all the time. We are on iTunes, Twitch, and YouTube. Find out more information at highlevelgames.ca, a site that certainly isn't controlled by a shadowy board of directors of otherworldly origin. That's highlevelgames.ca. Please, help. They're coming. Los Angeles metropolitan area is constantly growing and changing. The central district is full of new buildings. The Hollywood and Wilshire districts, once far from downtown, now are part of a which spreads past Beverly Hills and out to the ocean. Why is all this going on in Los Angeles? Why is Los Angeles an exploding city? Masquerade. The Demon's Mirror. Thirteen Candles. Three Chronicles running through the undead veins of the City of Angels. The Esoteric Order of Roleplayers Actual Play Podcast invites you to drink deeply. Go to eorpodcast.com and search the Duets tag to find out more. <laughs> 